Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. We want to welcome everyone to the RF Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, RF. As you know, guys, we come to you guys every Tuesday and Thursday night live on the Internet at blogtalkradio.com slash rfsports. Uh, it is Tuesday, November the 2nd, and you know on our Tuesday show we go through a whole review about the NFL. This time we're going to talk about a little bit in the NBA. Two huge stories that are breaking right now as far as Randy Moss and the Rangers losing in the World Series at home. We're going to get into a lot of that talk as well, too. Um, as you know, our shows are packed with opinions, uh, scores, highlights, comments, and, of course, callers. So if you guys want to call in, you're more than welcome. 323-927-2906 is the number. 323-927-2906 is our telephone number. You guys can call in and give your opinions about stuff as well, too. Uh, without further ado, let me go ahead and introduce our co-host real quick. Uh, no stranger to the show. And Royce, I want to welcome you to the program, sir. How are you, how are you doing today, Royce? Uh, it's a rainy night in Texas, man. Kind of sad, I guess it's. Uh, after the Rangers lost, but we okay. We still happy. Sun to come out tomorrow. They went to the World Series, so we're still excited. Still with a good season, a good playoff series, and they have nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah, nothing at all. And and we're gonna get into a lot about that first. Actually, about the Rangers and everything. Uh, but Russ, I want to definitely uh, thank you for coming on with us. You've been on with us since day one, and you getting a lot of fan mail. People right. love to hear you thank on the you. radio. And I think we could have a show you, really without you. So I want to thank you for coming on once again and being a co-host. Yeah, can I renegotiate my contract then? Well, we got to no, talk about kidding. that out there, Roy. I mean, you got. I'm just kidding. We got to talk about that out there. Man, man, I'm just joking with you right now. I'm just happy to be here, man. Enjoy right, the right. Forward. And if you guys are uh, new to the show, you can always follow the show at Blog Talk Radio dot com slash rf sports or on our own blog site which is rf sports radio dot blogspot dot com where you can stay in contact with the show as well too we want to welcome a brand new network uh that's, that's broadcasting the show for us now too and that is cinchcast uh if you guys know about cinchcast it's it's a wonderful thing cinchcast allows us to basically come to you at up to the minute uh up to the second comments about uh, trades, about uh, scores, highlights. We actually went on the air yesterday and talked about the uh, Randy Moss deal uh, because right when that story broke, we were able to actually go online and send out a message to all our followers on Twitter. And if you're not following us on Twitter, you can follow us at RF, RF Sports Radio. Uh, that's our follow on Twitter so you guys can stay in contact with the show and get updates from our SitchCast. We want to welcome them uh, to the show. The show is definitely growing. So today, Royce, we're going to talk about the Rangers, of course. We'll talk about Randy Moss, Donovan McNabb, the big NFL stories. We're getting to a little bit NBA. I do have a story I want to share with the audience about our first experience covering the Mavs game. I want to talk about that a little bit, too. I want to welcome a brand-new uh, sponsor to the show. I want to welcome uh, Bradford's Barber and Beauty Salon. 
located in uh, Pleasant Run and north of I-35 in Lancaster and the Soto border, uh, 1508 North Beckley. You guys can definitely go there and talk all the sports you want to talk. Um, if you're a Cowboy fan, be careful because they got the 49er fans in there too. Uh, but yeah, you guys can definitely go in there and talk. Though. Right. You can definitely go in there and talk about sports and get your hair cut. Uh, of course, women can get your hair done there as well too. And their number is 972-228-4588. That's 972-228-4588. It's located at 1508 North Beckley in uh, Lancaster, Texas. So I want to thank Brian uh, for, for the sponsor for this particular show, too. So good looking out, Brian. Now, Royce, let's talk a little bit about the Rangers real quick. Now, uh, we saw this game. Me and you watched this game together. Uh, we yeah. saw game six, which we thought they would be – Game five, I'm sorry, that they lost. They actually lost the series 4-1. Uh, they only got a chance to get one win in Arlington. Uh, we thought they really have a chance to win this thing in six. Now, as far as from what you saw in game five, I mean, I know pitching was going to be huge. You brought that up at the beginning of the series that you thought pitching was going to actually win this series. I mean, what did you see in game five as far as pitching on both sides, from Cliff Lee and from uh, Tim Lincecum? Right now, I was shocked. San Francisco pitching these are young guns, man. I mean, they silenced the Rangers. The Rangers were one of the best hitting teams in the in the playoffs. Man, they silenced our bats. I saw some man. I, I, I that was some major league pitching, man, on both sides. And even the Rangers, some of their relievers came in and did a pretty good job. But I thought San Francisco was just amazing, man. Those guys, those young guys, were just terrific. Oh I mean, yeah, they were. Must have been the stamina. You know what I mean? They, they pitched a lot of innings, man, and I mean they threw. It, it was a tie for a number of strikeouts, wasn't it? If I'm not mistaken, was that oh, yeah. a record? Yeah. Oh yeah. But so, you know, you would have thought early in the uh, early in the series, you, you knew the pitching was going to be there, but they were able right. to hit Cliff Lee in Game One, and I thought that was right. huge. I thought they really did a lot right. to the confidence of the team. But that, that that's not, one game you can count on winnings when Cliff Lee pitches. But that was the best we had to offer. They even got him uh, last night. Right. Uh, they, they won the game. They hit, they hit off of him. So, uh, yeah, man, Cliff Lee was our best pitcher, which had nothing to be ashamed of. I think San Francisco was just a better team, more dominant team. And I tell you what, these guys, I mean, they really played some baseball. Uh, they were some real men out there playing. But yeah. the Rangers, like I said, the Rangers, you know, they, they made it that far. They didn't win a game. You know what I mean? It's a learning process. Uh, I look for this team to re- you know, at least go back to the playoffs. They stay together. But uh, I tell you what, I was a major league pitching. This yeah, it was. It really was. And and I, and I, I, my hat's off to the the Giants. It's their first uh, World Series win since 1954. Hats off to them. I guess we did get a World Series celebration here in Dallas in the Dallas Fort Worth area, but it wasn't us. Uh, but right. it, it really, you could tell you could tell that the tables had turned. Uh, in game four, when uh, the 21-year-old Baumgartner comes out there and basically blanks right, uh, the Rangers right. again for the second time in the series. Matt Cain did it once before. But he came in there right. and pitched lights out, 21-year-old guy. They couldn't get any yeah. runs off of this guy. Shut him down. Right. Shut him Shut down. Him it's up the whole matchup for Cliffley to come in. And uh, he gives right. up the game winning hit, a home run actually to, uh, to Renneria. Um, and that was, like, huge. I don't know why he felt like he could pitch to this guy right in the middle of the plate, but that's exactly what he did. But, I mean, this brings up a whole other question about the Rangers. I, I, my hat's out to him for this season. 
I definitely think Ron Watson needs that contract extension, that big deal, but taking him this far, the first uh, Rangers manager to ever do so. Well, this brings up another whole issue because we know in the off season they're going to have to address the whole thing with Cliff Lee. Now, from what we saw, I mean, he is human, uh, but he did get hit around by a team that's not really a well-known uh, team for hitting. They have a few home run hitters, but they're not a they're not the Yankees, um, and they're not Tampa Bay. They're not an American League team that hits the ball over over the place. Now, do you tell? Do you think that he, Cliff Lee still deserves that big contract from the Rangers, even though he oh, was yeah, the guy that gave up the game-winning uh, hit to put us in? Oh yeah, of course. You know, Rodney, that happened to all the best pitchers. You can't name one pitcher, you know, that hadn't had a bad day or, or got hit on. You know, that's just mm-hmm. the nature of the game, and he deserved it. I mean, you know, as far as pitching is concerned, I see that's the only uh, uh, problem or uh, lack of uh, with the Rangers, not having a, a, a really deep pitching staff. I saw some good guys, but if they can upgrade in pitching, they can repeat. I see them going back. But Cliff Lee deserves it. You know, and I, I think he has a good chance of staying in, in Texas. Uh, after everything that happened, I heard that the New York fans treated his wife pretty bad up there. They said he was spitting on the wives and uh, gave her a hard time, you know, and uh, I think she likes it here. You know, she was talking about how oriented it was where they were. So I don't know, you know, I think the Rangers had the money to offer it to him. Uh, if I was him, I would stay. You know, no guarantee going to New York. I think they on the decline. You know, you got a lot of old players here up there right. with the Rangers. You got to You'd have a good breed of veterans and, and uh, same same San Francisco. They had the best mix of veterans and uh, rookies I've seen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I agree I with think you 100. I, I, I agree with you 100. percent Number one, I mean we did get this huge uh, TV deal, um, close right. to 100 and I think 150 million a year almost uh, for this Fox right. Sports uh, Net TV deal. So we have the money. I mean, this is going to be a team that's going to sell a lot of season tickets next year. They're, they have moved up into the upper echelon of baseball teams. They're in a, a great market for sports, number one. And now right, they're actually right. a winner. They're American League champion. People are going to be watching this team for a long time with the young players that they do have. And I think it would be a good fit for him to stay here and, and pitch here. Now, I know it does oh, get yeah. hot. A lot of players always say that first. It's too hot here or they say that uh, uh, it's a home run hitter's ballpark. But anywhere you go, you can give up a home run, no matter what, what ballpark oh, yeah. you pitch in. And I hope he'll oh, yeah. stay here, but it, it's all going to be on the management to offer him a deal. Now, some analysts are saying that no matter what we offer him, the Yankees are going to outbid us regardless. So why waste time offering him a deal and not go after some of these other free agents like Carl Crawford, like uh, re-signing right. some of the guys that we have here? Elvis Andrews or giving Josh Hamilton a big deal, or of course giving the money to uh, to Wash. Um, but do, yeah. you, do you, what do you think about that? You think no matter what we do, the Yankees are going to outdo us anyway? Well, probably, yeah, you're probably right. But you know what? I like to see him develop the leads. You know, he's been a, just a reliever. I like to see them develop him, and you know, uh, even bring somebody up from the ranks. You know, say the younger the better, because from what I've seen, youth won this. Won a, a world champion. Oh, yeah. I think oh, it yeah. was a youth. You know what right. I mean? So it wouldn't be a bad idea to go out there and try to bring somebody up from the farm or, or go out and look for some young pitchers. You know, if if Lee decides to leave, you got to replace him with something. You know, so why not go out to some young guys, you know, 
and, and just build a team around them. But I, I saw a lot of youth won this World Series. You can write that in the record book. It was yeah. a young guy. Right. I agree with you. I mean, they they worked on that with uh, C.J. Wilson, bringing him from a closer uh, to a starter. Right. You see how well he pitched right. in the postseason to the season, right. too. Uh, Feliz could be a guy like that, too, if they can develop him along and, the same way as they did C.J. I mean, good. no telling what will happen. Right. Lewis, Lewis looked good, too. Right. Kobe Lewis looked good. Right. Yeah, Ogundo, he, looked good. Uh, he looked good until right. he got hurt in game. Right. Uh, right. Five, right. couldn't go a couple extra innings. Right. Um, right. So they I do have a couple best. of young guys that can step in and be starters. You're right. Right. They, you know, even if he leaves, they, they got like I said, develop those guys, or even just go after somebody. They could forward somebody. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you on that. But I have to go to the Rangers. I mean, we've been um, we've been following the Rangers since we've been on, talking about them going to the World Series. They get there. And uh, they they put up a good showing. Although the the, the Giants just seem to have their number as far as pitching is concerned. Yeah. Ashley oh, had yeah. two games oh, yeah. in the series where they didn't score any runs uh, oh, at yeah. all. And the Rangers are not are not an easy team uh, to pitch a shutout on. So hats off to the Rangers. Congratulations to them oh, and all the fans there. Uh, but the Ranger fans oh, don't don't feel bad at all because oh hey, no nothing feel bad. Yeah, I think this, we should have prayed for them. Anyway, yeah, either way. But winning either the, way, because right, this is something they've never American done. League. Right, just for winning the American League, you know. Right. right. They did win that. We can't take that away from them. So I think That's right. they should have a parade for them anyway. And I'm all for it. You know, like I said, it's a great season. I look, you know, they really stole the thunder from the Cowboys. And the Mavericks are just getting started. But uh, mm-hmm. for them to reach that plateau, man, this year was just outstanding, man. I mean, it really... Brought the fun back to, you know, Dallas area baseball. You know, we hadn't had this much ice in a long time. And with the Cowboys going down, they had all everybody's attention. You're right. You're right about that. They did. They did have everybody's attention. It looks like some of that losing from Sunday rubbed off on them on Sunday, too. Right. But they did lose. Uh, yeah, it was a sad weekend. Yeah. It's a sad yeah, weekend right. for sports in the Texas area. I think the Mavericks were the only one that won this weekend. Yeah, right. yeah, they so. were. They were. They really were. Now, another uh, big story we want to get into, Royce, real quick at the top of the show, because it's been on every uh, blog, every um, uh, sports center, ESPN, Yahoo, wh- wherever you look and turn on the TV or uh, go online, you got to follow the story because the story is right in front of you. And we actually broke this uh, story yesterday with the help of Cinchcast, uh, similar to how we did when Randy Moss first went to the Vikings. And we went on the air. That actually was our, uh, one of our first shows. We went on the air, and Randy Moss was becoming a Viking right then, and we talked about that at that time. And now, Royce, we're coming on another Tuesday, and Randy Moss is not a Viking no longer. Um, it took maybe, what, four games, and now he's not a Viking anymore. And this story is so interesting to me because how do you, first of all, trade one of the most prolific receivers in the game to the Vikings, and now the Vikings cut a wave of one of the most pro- prolific receivers in the game. Before I get into some of the details in the story, Royce, what were your initial thoughts when, I, when you well, first heard about Randy Moss getting waived? Well, you know, right now, first I was shocked. Then after seeing some of his uh, press conferences, man, I know it's kind of weird. Randy Moss is kind of another place somewhere. I don't know where his mind is. And I don't know what the reason behind You know, it's got to be something going on if two teams trade you within a month. You see what I'm saying? So something's going right. on. 
whether right. he didn't like where he was. And for the New England to let you go, you really have to be a disruption. You know what I mean? For them to let right. you go. Better, right. better check on you to do that. And then for another team to do it, you know, a couple of weeks later, I think it's something going on with Randy Moss. You know, he started well, this I think that would be the easiest. I be the, I think that'd be the easiest assumption to have is something is going on with Randy because Randy's the only common factor in both issues. Uh, you right. look at whatever problems he had in New England that got moved, and you look at some of the problems that he had in Minnesota that helped me let, led him to being waived. The common right. factor is Randy Moss. Uh, so it's got I think be he quit on, on Minnesota. I think uh, Minnesota thought he just didn't give an effort in that game, the last game, and it really didn't. You know, you commented on a pass mm-hmm. he could have caught when he was uh, interfered with. Oh, yeah. Know, and oh, yeah. a free play, and he just gave up on it. And we saw him do that in New England. Right, Give we up did. On a lot we saw of him play. do it every, every team he's right. played for. Right, right. Randy and plays when Randy wants to play. Uh, but, point blank, period. He plays when he wants with to Oakland. play. He did the same thing in Oakland. Mm-hmm. You know, and Minnesota the first time. So, I think he's been with almost more teams than T.O. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, I was just yeah right, 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 right. You're right. T.O., so. Let me give let me give some of the listeners a timeline of how the story kind of developed and broke. Now, as you guys know, they did play New England in New England on uh, Sunday. Uh, the Vikings did lose that game. Brett Favre gets knocked out that game as well, too. Uh, but but what happened was, and if you guys have seen the play, I know you've seen the highlights of the play. There was a play when uh, Favre finally got the chance to go deep to Randy. Randy had one-on-one coverage. And what happened was he actually uh, had a uh, drawn a pass interference call. Well, the ball was still in the air, and Randy did stumble a little bit. He did trip a little bit. He gained his composure but got back upright. The ball landed. I had to be a few feet from him where he could have caught the ball, could have had a touchdown. It was a free play. He was a, it was a free play, so no matter if he caught it, fumbled it, it wouldn't make a difference because they were always going to get that pass interference call. But Randy didn't right. even try to catch the ball, let the ball fall, raise his hands up at the last minute as if, you know, hey, I, I thought I could catch the ball or try to catch it. So I think I, when I saw that play on Sunday, Royce, my, my attention went up immediately then because I said, well, there goes Randy again, not trying right. to win a game, but not trying to catch the ball. And plus he's playing against a team that he just left. So they right. even raised yeah, more even comments me. After right. the game, giving love to the, you know, uh, to the New England Patriots, you know what I mean, to salute to Belichick. And, you know, he's a, he's a Viking fan, and, and it seemed like he was more in favor of New England winning the game than he was Minnesota. Exactly. You know? He didn't make any yeah. comments about what right. they what he thought they could have done to, want, to win the game. Right. He didn't make right. any comments about how the defense was playing them. His only comments were, you know, basically I salute Bill Belichick, and, and I don't know how many times I'll be back in New England. Uh, I salute you guys. You guys are great. And this whole love affair with um, with the Patriots and with Bill Belichick, even before the game, him and the owner, Kraft, were shaking hands, hugging. He hugs uh, Tom Brady at the end of the game. And they have their little, uh, you know, tender moments after the game. So I think the Viking players took a lot of offense to that. I know the coaching staff took a lot of offense to that, Brad Childers mainly. So here we get to Monday, press conference time. And they asked Childress about, you know, how do you feel about Randy Moss's play? Do you feel like he's a distraction? And uh, Childress's comments were basically, not at this time. I have nothing to say bad about Randy Moss. 
in so many words. Well, later on that day, on Monday, immediately after the press conference, the story breaks by the NFL Network that Randy Moss has been waived. Okay, now, now, children, she did this after the press conference. She went and had this meeting with the team after the press conference. Didn't want to fill any questions immediately about Randy Moss being waived. And now we are, we have to speculate uh, exactly what happened. Randy Moss says that you know he tried to tell the coaching staff before the game about some of the tendencies of uh, of the uh, Patriots offense, some of the tendencies of the defense. They didn't want to pay attention to him. Okay, so we now we're all kind of perplexed as far as what is going on. Why is Randy Moss being waived? No one knows. Uh, so a statement comes out today, and I, I find this really hilarious, to be honest with you. But it comes out today, a caterer or a restaurant owner from uh, the Minnesota area, and let me get the guy's name because I want to give him his five minutes of fame real quick, uh, Gus Tanucci, owner of Tanucci Restaurant and Catering, comes out with a story today, calls someone, talks to somebody at Yahoo Sports. Yahoo Sports breaks the story today that when he was catering for the team this past uh, Tuesday on a post-practice meal, uh, Randy Moss was lined up to try to get into the buffet line, lined up with the rest of the players, and he actually yelled out what the explicitive, I'll say that, who ordered this crap? I wouldn't feed this to my dog, exactly what the witness says or told Yahoo Sports, which was said. And so the uh, the owner, Gus Tanucci, has his five minutes of fame, gets on Sports Center today, talks about, yeah, it was a, it was a really bad moment. The players really love the food. Uh, Randy Moss was being a jerk. He says, and his quotes are, if Brett Favre would have had a ball, he would have been there right in the head. He said, Favre looked at him like, are you kidding me? Okay, well, Favre hasn't come out and said anything. No other player has the guts or the cojones to come out and say, well, I saw this incident. I took offense to it. I like the food. Right, And right. my only comment to that, Royce, is, is, is really for Brad Childress and those guys in the locker room, you need to grow up here, man. You need to grow up here. If you think that... Comments by Randy Moss or caterers keeping you guys from having Randy Moss on the team, you need to think about something totally different. I mean, that, that's ridiculous as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I mean, what do you think about you, this guy well, you know, in the restaurant we, is the reason why Randy Moss got kicked off the Vikings? I don't think so. I, I think it had to be more. I don't think it was just no one incident. Like I say, we really don't know. But I guarantee the truth will come out sooner or later. Man, I'll be the end of the season. But there's a reason for that. I, I don't know. We don't really know what went on in the locker room. Maybe he didn't practice. You know, some say he didn't practice hard. You know what I mean? Randy mm-hmm. Moss practiced way. Randy Moss practiced. But uh, Children's is on his way out. You know what I mean? He did a miserable job up there. He has, he has just messed that up. You know what I mean? And the organization as a whole, as far as uh, letting one player like Brett Paul, you know what I mean, hold him hostage. And they have a very good Jackson's a good backup quarterback. What are they going to do next year when Brett Favre's gone? You know what I mean? They thought the magic, they could repeat the magic, but the magic didn't come. So I, just uh, think, I think he's on I his think way out. Trying, you know what I mean? They're trying they're everything to, they can to make them look like we had to get rid of Moss. You know, just, just his comments, the way he acted in the locker room. Right. He had to get rid right. of Moss. To me, it's, it's a, and it's they a take total desperation by Brad Childress. It takes attention off of him. It takes attention off how bad the team really is. You know what I mean? Right. And, uh, and it takes attention off Brett Favre, not attention on Randy Moss. So, you know, in other words, Randy Moss came here 
and he didn't do it, so we're going to blame Randy Moss for it. You know what I mean? You know, get rid of him. He wasn't what we needed. But anyway, it takes all the attention off them. I think Kid is just trying to cover his butt. You know, maybe he's trying to send a message to save himself for next year. Like, I, you know, I had the wrong players. You know, Brett Favre. You say Brett Favre was, was part of the problem. You watch. Randy Moss was part of the problem. And I did everything I could. You know what I mean? So who knows? But I say he messed that organization up. They should have went with Tavares Jackson coach. Uh, he's a lot more mobile. He's younger. And if you look at it, a lot of young quarterbacks are really doing good. You know, so. And if you look at how that game ended up on uh, Sunday, when Favre went out, uh, Javaris Jackson comes in, throws a touchdown the first play. That's right. Second play, throws a a two-point conversion, a pretty pass to Percy Harvin for a two-point conversion. And this guy's been sitting on the bench, you know. Right. And I think, and you know, I wonder, Royce, how hot is that seat for you to have to do a move like this? How hot is your seat got to be for you to – Try to take all the attention off of how bad you're playing or how you lost right. this team that you got to cut Randy Moss for right. for making the comments to a caterer right. to a caterer. Right. A guy that's not, right. not on your football team, a guy right. that does not uh, suit up with you on Sunday, doesn't go to war with you on Sunday. I can see if it was a player situation, but this is a caterer, okay? Right. A caterer in the locker room. I mean, I think this is just a lack of uh, a professionalism from that organization. Uh, Brad well, that's Tim, not the real reason. You need to grow up, man, and come out here and right. say what you really want to say. Right, that's, and that's not the real reason why they let him go. It had nothing to do with Taylor. You know, like I said, they, 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 uh, they, it, it was something else. It'll come out. Everything's going to come out eventually. Everything's going to come out. You're right. Later. Somebody's going to talk. Maybe after the season, they, they, they decide not to talk about it, but Randy Moss, he's not the one that's going to keep his mouth closed, so. He's going to say something. Maybe he's waiting to get with another team or get signed because somebody's going to pick him up. Then he's going to probably say something. You know, he didn't really say nothing about New England right after they traded him until days later, you know, when he made that comment about how he loved everybody, you know, in the organization. So I'm pretty sure when he gets to another team, he's going to make light of what happened. Yeah. But now that that's done, I mean, what's done is done at this time. Randy Moss is basically – been waived. Uh, teams can claim them off for waivers. Teams have until uh, tomorrow um, at 4 o'clock Eastern to actually put their waivers in. If you guys are new to this format, the way the waiver wire works, uh, the team with the worst record starts first, and then it works its way up right. to the top team, which will make the uh, New England Patriots the last team that's able to claim Randy out for waivers. It'll start with Buffalo first, uh, then Carolina, then Dallas. Um, and have a chance, and Jerry already came out on Tuesday and said he's not going to claim Moss. But this brings up a whole other question, Royce. Royce, um, who do you think Randy's going to go to, and why do you think that would be a good fit for him to, to be there? Well, you know, Dallas is in the mix, too. They were mentioned, too. So Yeah, but Jerry know, said, uh, came out today and said he's not going to claim Moss. I have to hopefully take well, a Well, he really don't need that, that's not what Jerry need. They don't need another receiver. Trust me, they got enough. What, what they need, you know, if anybody available on the quarterback wire, they need to pick them up with nobody's available. But uh, Demarcus Russell, but I doubt they get him, you know. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I think he'll probably end up in Buffalo. That's my probably his best Buffalo? Bet, you know, uh, yeah. And they got Purge Charles at it. 
And uh, right now they they'll probably do anything to win. But think about it, they hadn't won a game, right? Yeah, but <laughs> so the only problem I see with Buffalo is the fact that, I mean, they kind of went through something similar like this with a guy like T.O. and that didn't work out. And I think right. I think a, a winless team doesn't need Randy Moss in there telling everybody, hey, you need to get your butt in gear. You know, I, I just don't think that that's going to be uh, productive but Randy, for Randy. Randy, when you're only five. When you're only five and you're on the team, you do anything. I saw the well, Dallas Mavericks go get a uh, go get a uh, uh, what's the name? Uh, uh, who that Mark Cuban got the first year he was there? You remember the guy uh, who played with Chicago? Dennis Rodman. Yeah, they went and got Dennis Rodman to fill mm-hmm. seat. But when you're losing, you know what I mean? You, you, you you're desperate, and that team is desperate. Like I said, nobody wants to go see an 0-16 play. So you got to do something to fill seats. And I thought this was really interesting today, too. Jeff Fisher comes out and says that, uh, as you guys may know, Tennessee Titans lost Kenny Britt uh, this past Sunday to a um, hamstring injury. So he's going to be out for a little while after putting on a huge show in the week before. And he said players have been at his door call him on his phone, send him a text message about, hey, you need to go get Randy, you need to go get Randy, you need to go get Randy. So Jeff Fisher right. says if he ends up uh, making it all the way to them, they're not going to pass up on this guy. Uh, because So he, uh, Tennessee could be an option. I think, honestly, I think he'll pass Buffalo, he'll pass Carolina, pass Dallas. I think the Rams are going to be the team to go after them. They've lost their three top receivers this year. Yeah, Sam Bradford be out right. there throwing touchdowns. I mean, he needs some kind, some type of person to throw the ball to, some kind of a deep ball threat. Um, so I see him either going to St. Louis or perhaps even to Seattle. Seattle needs a receiver as well, too. And I don't think they'll make it past Seattle. Uh, but I think right. the St. Louis Rams will be the one of the best teams to actually uh, go to him. Actually, Morton, Morton, um, uh, Morton from the ESPN was actually reporting that uh, Seattle would be probably the, the team that picks him up. But I think St. Louis would be a good fit for him. I mean, it's a young team. Oh, yeah, Sam. you got right. Sam Bradford. Right. I think that would be great for to Randy Moss to go there. Right. right. Well, he's going, like I say, he, he's got a choice. What, is 10 teams looking at him? So he mm-hmm. does have a choice, you know. And uh, like, But it has to go in order. You know, he right. can't start at the best team and work his way down. Right. He starts at the bottom up. So, uh, you know, it's, it's the halfway point of the season. So we'll, we'll see. You know, like I said, uh, where where they go, they're going to pay him. You know, he don't have to go anywhere. He still had to get paid. So he really don't have to go anywhere. He get get the rest of his salary. So he may just wait till next year. So we'll see. But like I said, he's got a choice. Yeah, and the way the uh, waiver wire works for those Maybe nobody touches. Nobody touches. Yeah, the way the waiver wire works for those that that might not be accustomed to it, if no team does claim Randy Ross off, off, uh, off of waivers, uh, then uh, the New England, the uh, Minnesota Vikings will be liable for his three million dollars he's owed for the rest of the season. So uh, he's gonna get paid either either way it goes. Hopefully he'll be playing with somebody and they'll pick up that salary. But I think the Rams should be the the team to go after them really really right now. But we'll give you guys update on that story. Definitely, that's a huge story right now. Um, I know more and more stuff is gonna come out in this rush. We're gonna learn learn the truth about. Why you would cut Randy Moss after four games? I mean, it seems a little ridiculous to me, but we'll find out exactly what's going on here in the near future. We want to remind everyone: if you're listening to us live on the uh, air right now, 
You're more than welcome to call in. Our call-in number again is 323-927-2906. That's 323-927-2906. If you guys want to keep in contact with the show, you can follow us at rfsportsradio.blogspot.com or catch us at blogtalkradio.com slash rfsports. Follow us on Twitter. That way you can get our cinchcast. And our Twitter feed is twitter.com slash RF Sports Radio. That's twitter.com slash RF Sports Radio. And you're more than welcome to send us a um, an email at any time at RF Sports Radio uh, yeah. at gmail.com. Uh, so I want to thank everyone for listening and, and supporting the show as well, too. We do want to mention everyone to definitely check out our sponsor today, uh, Bradford's Barber Bar- and Beauty Salon, located at 1508 North Beckley in Lancaster, Texas, uh, right there at Pleasant Run. And I-35, and their number is 972-228-4588. And definitely ask for Brian and tell him that we sent you. Uh, he's a 49er fan, but just be easy on him, Cowboy fans. Don't worry about that. Okay. Now, Royce, now, uh, let's take a little quick break from the NFL real quick and some of the big stories. we got more stories to, to get to, and let's jump into a little bit of this uh, NBA action. Uh, as you know, last week the NBA kind of kicked off. It started. And we've got a huge announcement about the NBA uh, that we want to make. We made on last week's show about us having full access and coverage with the uh, Mavericks. Uh, we started that on Friday. Um, and it went really, really well. And uh, we got a chance to go out there to the uh, Mavs um, to the Mavs game Friday against the Memphis Grizzlies. Right. Actually, uh, I had a chance to go and uh, got there, got a chance to meet a lot of sportscasters in the uh, local area. So I want to safely say thanks to you guys for uh, welcoming us uh, in in there and uh, talking with us, Chuck Cooperstein, uh, Chris Arnold, uh, Tim McMahon, a couple other guys I had the chance to meet. I definitely want to thank uh, Casey Millen uh, with 1310 A Ticket. Me and him actually watched the game together from the press box. guy knows a lot about sports. He was very, very instrumental in helping us uh, get around the uh, arena, finding out where to go, who to talk to, and how to get stuff done. So I want to thank him um, definitely for helping us out with this show. And I want to thank also Scott Tomlin, uh, the media director with the Mavs, for allowing us access into the locker room and, and being able for the show to, to cover the Mavs. So we have a lot more Mavs uh, stuff to talk to you guys about. Uh, we did a Mavs uh, postgame show on Saturday. If you guys haven't listened to that, go back to blogtalkradio.com slash Sports and listen to our Mavs postgame show. And you hear audio from the locker room, audio from the press conference. We talked to uh, Rick Carlisle. Jason Kidd, Jason Terry, Dirk Nowinski, and also Tyson Chandler as well. Uh, they lost a close game, a real, real good game, but a close game to uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. They had six seconds left on the shot clock, couldn't get a ball off, so a lot of speculation about that. And I want to give you guys just a little audio from that so you can kind of know some of the stuff that we'll be covering uh, with the Mavs. And what I'm going to play for is going to be Rick Carlisle's comments uh, during the postgame show. And the audio is a little bit choppy, but I want you guys to have a chance to hear uh, some of the stuff we're going to be covering on the Mavs. So here is uh, Rick Carlisle with his comments after the Mavericks game uh, Wednesday against the Memphis Grizzlies. was not good, and they were, they were scrappy defensively tonight, and I think that they had something to do with that. And um, we've, we've got to be better. Well, look, we'll we'll get there. We just uh, we haven't gotten there yet. 
Um, I thought that uh, I thought our guys understood, and I, and I thought we were trying. But you know, we make we make a lot of the same mistakes, and so um, you know, I've I've got to coach harder on those things, obviously. And you know, the the key thing is you know to st to to keep our aggressiveness, you know, um, uh, in in being able to eliminate the mistakes because we we need to be an aggressive team. But you know some some of the mistakes that we make are just the defy logic. Coach, how disappointing was it to get that double digit lead and then lose it just like that? It's disappointing. Oh. Rick, you asking me on a scale or you know? Uh, just saying, not not to see the guys extend it and pretty much put their foot on the Look, we held them to thirty eight percent shooting. We shot forty seven. You know. Those are winning numbers, but 20 turnovers for 19 points are, is lo is, are losing numbers, and those are going to those are going to bite you every time. Rick, what was the uh, uh, that last those last two plays? How were they supposed to go? Uh, not the way they went. Out of who? Uh, yeah, he played okay. Yeah. You know, our centers aren't primary targets and primary receivers in our offense, um, and we've probably got to get them more engaged. Uh, they're rollers to the basket, they're screeners, and, and they get a lot of their, their scoring opportunities off the activity of others. Um, so when our ball movement is good and we get penetration, they get a lot more involved. Um, when we're running set offense, you know, they're, they're not going to be, you know, our top options usually. So, um, you know, they've got to get their stuff off the offensive boards. They've got to get it running. They've got to get it on um, – you know, setting screens and, and, and being free off, off off screen setting and those kinds of things. Were they doing something to, to hit the offensive board like they did, or were you guys not effective enough? Well, in the first half, um, we got stuck in a lot of situations where Tyson was helping, and, you know, he'd force a missed shot or he would influence a shot negatively. It would miss, and then you know we just we we weren't able to crack down and get a body on Gasol. So, you know I don't know how many I don't remember how many he had in the first half, but he had three or four, and uh, you know that got that got them going. And those were just a few comments from uh, Rick Carlisle after the game uh, Friday against the Memphis Grizzlies. Again, they lost by one point, uh, but as you can tell, it was a little bit disgusted about the. Uh, about the outcome of the game, but one thing I like about Rick, about Rick, he will be a little, um, you know, come off a little bit bad sometimes. But he's not gonna, t he's not gonna lie to you. He's gonna tell you the truth. If he doesn't like the way the team played, I thought a player just played okay, uh, as he stated, then that's what he's gonna tell you. So I have to respect that. He's not gonna sugarcoat it like a guy like Brad Childress, real friend. No, but, yeah. <laughs> so that's just some of the stuff that will. Be coming up with you guys as far as the cover and the Mavs. Again, I want to thank uh, Casey Millen from 1310 The Ticket for helping out with not only uh, showing us around the arena, but with the audio as well. 
And, Royce, we'll get a chance to actually cover this team on uh, Saturday when they play the different Nuggets. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. That, that should be a good game. And uh, Denver doesn't look too good this year, but I look for the Mavericks to play better at home. You know, the team this year will depend on how. So I'm hoping they'll hold true to that because, uh, like I said, that game, the last game they played, they should have won. They could have won. When you go, you know, over nothing in the last couple of minutes, that's, that's pretty bad. Can't inbound the ball. But uh, I look for them to play better at home and uh, looking forward to a good Saturday game. We'll see. Mm-hmm. And we'll be broadcasting live from the game on Saturday, uh, both me and Roy, so you guys stay tuned. Uh, follow the show hey, again at com slash rfsports or on our blog at rfsportsradio.blogspot.com because we will be broadcasting live for the show. And join our Twitter feed, really, because you're going to get uh, Twitter updates from Royce all day long. Uh, we'll be doing our SenseCast live from the game as well, too. So stay in contact with us on the show because you have a chance to hear from us at the end of every quarter, halftime. So we will be broadcasting live from the show. Uh, so you guys definitely join our Twitter feed at twitter.com slash rfsportsradio. Um, just to touch on a little bit more NBA action, let's go through some of the uh, the standings as they go right now. Right now the Eastern Conference team that's running away, I can't say running away, but the top of the Eastern Conference is the Atlanta Hawks. They're 4-0 right now. Uh, the Miami Heat, as you guys know, are four and one. Lost their opening to Boston. Boston's three and one. Chicago's two and one, and even Indiana's two and one as well, too. So I know it's still early, but some of those teams we thought would be right there at the top are, are right there at the top right now. As far as the Western Conference, there are only two undefeated teams in the West: the New Orleans Hornets with Chris Paul back. Los Angeles Lakers are three and zero as well. Portland's three and one. Sacramento is even three and one. Memphis is two and one, and Dallas is two and one as well, too. So, uh, any teams you saw this season, Royce, you think will be teams that we need to look out for? Well, you know, I saw Chicago play; they look pretty good. It's going. I mean, at East is going to be I, I, the West too. I saw Oklahoma play too. So, right. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. Like I said, I think it's going to be some different new teams in there. Some of the like Detroit. I don't see them going very far. And a few other teams, and you know, the Mavericks. I don't know, but uh, there's some young guns out there in the West and the East. So it's going to be interesting to see who jumps out there ahead. You know, uh, last couple of years, there's always been somebody on the 11, 12 game streak, or, you know, breaks up an opening streak, 15 games. Right. Let's see who jumps out there ahead, you know, and uh, go undefeated the first uh, 10, 11 games. So we'll see. Is it, yeah, but it's real early. Really I agree. It is real early, right. and I'm looking right. forward to the season, especially having this access we're going to have uh, to the Mavs. I can't thank uh, Scott Tomlin enough for giving us access on this show to to really have that kind of access with the Mavs. But this season is going to be a great season, I think. I, I don't know if it's just because the Cowboys are so bad, but I'm really looking forward to this NBA season, uh, especially to the Mavs season as well. It's going to be some good games and some good teams coming in. So you guys check back with us on uh, Saturday, we'll be broadcasting live from within uh, the American Airlines Center covering the Mavs game. We'll give you guys full coverage of the Mavs uh, this season long. So we want to thank, you, thank uh, everyone a part of that for making that happen. Royce, I know you're looking forward to it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we might as well turn our attention to Cowboys. <laughs> I'm not going to have it, so we might as well just do the rap. We right. know the rap. <laughs> 
50 win season, you know what I mean? And it'd be exciting to see this year can they make it past the first round over there at Hump or can they make it to the playoffs, you know, to the finals. So we'll, we'll see. But uh, I know you're a big Laker fan. I don't think the Lakers repeat again this year. I uh, think it'll be somebody new. So I know you do. I know, I know you're that. picking too. Right. I'm looking forward to seeing that and uh, go Oklahoma. <laughs> I know who you're picking too. Let's get to a couple of some of the uh, the scores from this past week. Now, Royce, on our records, we do make picks every Thursday. As you guys may already know, that follow the show. We pick every Thursday. Uh, we have a little competition going on here. And last week, Royce, I hate to I hate to tell you, Royce, but you didn't come in last last week. You didn't come in last right. at all. You came in second. I'm surprised. Well, you know, it was a lot of upset this weekend. I mean, I know a lot of people lost money, and I know Vegas odds makers went nuts because it was some upset. Maybe I, maybe it's just me, but a lot of teams that should have won didn't win. So I know. Uh, so what was the score? Well, here's the here's the deal. Okay, you came in second. Okay, but you tied for second. You tied me for second. All right. Well, you know why? Or you can say we tied for third. I don't know how you want to look at. I'm just gonna say we tied for second. I, I said on the show that I would never pick the Cowboys, <laughs> but I thought Kittner was a change they needed. You know, I said, as long as Tony Romo was in, I'd never pick him. Kittner played. He let me down. But i tell you what, I would never from here on out pick the Cowboys to win another game the rest of the season. I would have won this thing had I not went against my gut feeling instead of letting y'all <laughs> talk me into it. You know what I mean? And, and a kidney let me down, too. I should have known. He was in a cowboy uniform. And he just played right. somebody right. else. If you would have right. picked, picked uh, the Jaguars, you would have you would have actually right. tied for first place. You're right, right about right. that. Yeah, and, boy, I tell you, they made the Jaguars look great. Oh, they man, we're going to talk about great that. Team we're going right. to talk about that. Now, let's right. just get to a couple of the Cowboys. <laughs> Well, you don't have to worry about that. I might not be picking them anymore this year either after what I saw Sunday. Let's get to a couple of the uh, – let's bring up the tally real quick. Royce, me, you both finished 8-5 and five on our picks, which is respectable, which is good. Uh, Rick, another contributor to the show, he picked uh, games with us also. He was actually 9-4. and four. He had one pick more than us. And the game wow. he really won on uh, was the um, – he picked the Dolphins to beat the Bengals. And right. then he also picked um, what other pick did he win? Well, the Dolphins pick was a big pick, yeah. The Dolphins was a pick that set him across. Yeah, he did right. pick the Forty Nineers also too, which means right. we both right. went with the with right. the Broncos. Right. So right. let's get into a little bit of scores real quick. We got some callers lining up on the line, uh, so we're gonna get to the callers as well. If you guys are listening to us live, you can always call in three two three. Uh, 927-2906, 323-927-2906. Uh, the Dolphins and the Bengals will start with that one first. The Dolphins win this game 22-14. T.O. Uh, is still scoring the only touchdowns for the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, seem like. Uh, Henny went 217 yards and throw any touchdowns. Uh, Randy Brown had 61 yards rushing. Randy Marshall had 64 yards uh, receiving as well. And it really was the field goals. Uh, by Carpenter for the Dolphins that gave them the win in this game. And then you had another uh, AFC matchup as well, too. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, another AFC matchup with the Bills and the Chiefs. The Bills, Royce, you picked this team to win. You thought they would finally get their first win in the season. 
they just can't get the win. They're going overtime again. They used uh, lose 13-10 to the, to the Chiefs. Fitzpatrick still looks good. They went for 223 yards, one TD. Uh, Jackson rushed for 64 yards. Matt Castle had 152 yards throwing and one touchdown. But what's wrong with this Bills team? How come they can't get a win in? They went overtime twice uh, in two weeks. So I can answer that. I can answer why the Cowboys had one. Okay. See, now you got to throw the Cowboys in there. I know. Well, if I can answer that, I can answer either one of them. I can't answer neither one of them. <laughs> <laughs> now you have the Redskins and the uh, Lions, and we're going to spend a little time on this game because I think this is an important game right here, and I'm going to bring in some help on, on this game too now. The Lions and the Redskins, the Lions beat the Redskins. I picked the Lions to win, believe it or not, 37-25 over the Redskins. McNabb is the story of this game. McNabb gets benched in the final two minutes of the game. He threw a pick uh, when they were up, and uh, actually he threw a pick. The, the Detroit Lions got the ball back. They ended up scoring, and um, then they had the ball, of course, the last two-minute drill to run. For the Redskins, they took McNabb out of the game and put in, of all people, Rex Roseman. And his comments from Shanahan, the guy that you've been pumping up to us the whole time on the show by Shanahan is Shanahan that when Shanahan takes out McNabb, okay, his comments on Sunday were that he felt like Rex Roseman was better prepared to win the game for them in a two-minute drill. Then he comes out on Monday and says, well, Really, it's because McNabb's cardiovascular training or workup uh, was, is not fit to run a two-minute offense for the Redskins. Uh, we found out today that they had already told McNabb that, hey, we're going to pull you if you play like you've been playing in the second half of these games. And they actually wanted to pull him after the bye. Now, what, now you tell me, Royce, you believe in Shanahan. What's Shanahan up to? Well, you know, I, that statement, I don't know where he got it from. He just, just came out and gave the reason why. But if you, okay, it's two things to this course. If you look back at Shanahan history, he has always been to quarterback. I'm talking about Brian Greasy, Jay Cutler, I mean, everybody. He has been to a lot of quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You know, he don't have a problem sitting down a quarterback if, if, if he loses. And uh, he's made a lot of mistakes in the last couple of games. Uh, but, uh, uh, he did it because he was playing poorly. You know, he, he really was. I guess he thought he could give his chance to win, a chance to win. But if you look at Philadelphia, got rid of him for the same reason. You know, they let him go because he couldn't win big games at the last minute, and Philadelphia lost a lot of games with him in the last quarter, including that Super Bowl. Right. So that, that, that's, you know, and Shanahan, you know, if you think about it, if you look back, if you think about it, Shanahan has done it to a lot of quarterbacks. Now, you know what, and I guess I guess T.O. is the only guy in the NFL that tells the truth, but T.O. told us a long time ago when uh, he he blamed McNabb for losing his Super Bowl, kept looking at him in the huddle, feeling like, man, what you doing? Let's go. You know, you're throwing up, you're walking slow, you can't run the offense in the last two minutes then. Uh, getting panicky, you know, so I guess T.O.'s the only person to tell the truth in the NFL. But, I, I mean, you know, I, the thing about Shanahan I think is really interesting and guys got to pay attention to is is he's doing this for the future. You see what he right. did with Albert Hainsworth? He set him down. He right. made him go through all his conditioning right. drill. You know, a guy's a veteran, big-money guy. McNabb's a veteran, big-money guy. He's sitting him down on the on the field, tells the world that this guy's not in shape, 
not in shape to run a two-minute offense, a guy has been in the league for 10-plus years and been to the playoffs, been to the Super Bowl, but he's not in shape enough to run a two-minute uh-huh. drill. He tells the whole world that Rex Grossman gives you a better chance to win in two minutes than a guy like McNabb does, a pro bowler. A guy has been to the Super Bowl. I guess Rex has been the one, too, so I can't say the only one. But well, he, I mean, he, he, he did it for Chicago, remember? Right. Right, he basically yeah. says that, hey, you know, I mean, I mean, Rex Russell gives you a better chance to win the McNabb. And I want to get a couple of comments from the callers. We've got callers calling in right now. Uh, so I want to bring a call online and get his comments about McNabb getting benched um, and to watch the game. Uh, caller, you're live on the RS Sports Radio Show. Now, what do you think about McNabb getting benched? I mean, you think this guy didn't have the heart to run a two-minute offense? Call it young, 5269, you're on. Hello. Call it young there. Hello, hello. What's going on? Hey, Go what's going on, Chris? Uh, slow motion, man. You know, uh, winning week after week, man. You know, it's hard. Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> now, we got to get your comments on this Randy Moss thing, too, but I want to ask you first uh, about McNabb getting benched in the last two minutes from Rex Grossman. Um, in the Washington game. I mean, what do you think about that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, nowadays, you know, for the last couple of years, football has took a turn where, you know, the certainties are becoming you know, uncertainties year after year, and it seems like it's almost anybody's game all the way through the year, and people who are winning the Super Bowls are just like teams who um who are just kind of coming out of nowhere, you know, it's kind of anybody's game, like seriously, you know what I mean, where it's ever been, it's pretty much anybody's game. So I don't know. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, being that said, you know, a lot of coaches know this, you know, as the years go by, and maybe they ever wanted to try unorthodox things to kind of maybe see what works. Or, you know, I don't know if he was trying to just – you know, motivate somebody, you know, like an actor on a, on, a, on a screenplay or something. But, you know, I have no clue. I, I don't really know what he was doing. I mean, I'm I'm thinking maybe he's just trying something different, maybe a uh, different quarterback to kind of throw them off a little bit. Maybe he was thinking he was coaching baseball instead of football or something. I don't know. Well, that's good, yeah. I think he's really trying to motivate his team. And, and what, what the end result was Rex Russman comes out, first play of the game, gets sacked, fumbled the ball, and Yudamukan Sue gets a touchdown and win the game. So uh, I guess that kind of blew up <laughs> blew up in his face right there, whatever he was trying to do. Uh, Chris, I'm going to place you on hold real quick because I want to get your comments on, on Randy Moss also as well and uh, on the Cowboys, of course, I want to hear you. I know you got some harsh comments about that, so I'm going to place you on hold real quick while we run through the rest of the scores. And we'll definitely bring on our other contributors to the show. Rick, he's going to be joining us uh, to talk Cowboys and also give us his comments on Randy Moss getting waived today. And actually, Royce, uh, Randy Moss was the only player that was waived this week. Uh, the Chargers waived uh, Sean Merriman, too. So he's out there on the open market also as well. So we'll see what team picks him up and wants to pick that baggage up. Now, the Rams, apparently they keep rolling. They reach Who got him messed up, man? You say what now? Tequila got him messed up. <laughs> yeah, uh, too, much, too up, much tequila. I don't think, I don't think nobody picking about it. Now the Rams, uh, they they go up to four and four. They beat the Panthers, which is not saying too much. Uh, Bradford keeps rolling, 191 yards, two TDs. Uh, Matt Moore actually played this game, had 194 yards and one TD. Although the the Panthers are still one and six. 
the Packers and the Jets in this game here had no offense whatsoever. The Packers win on three field goals. Uh, they beat the Jets 9-0. Who knows what this Jets team are coming off a of bye week. I guess they took this game lightly. It takes you a little while to kind of get into the scheme of things. You guys know the only game that they lost before this was the first game, and that was coming off a two-week bye uh, after the preseason. So maybe they just don't play well after bye week. So Rex, be on the lookout for that if you guys get a chance to, to skip the first round of playoffs, get your team ready to play a lot quicker. Uh, the 49ers get their second win of the season. Uh, they beat the Broncos 24-16. This game was actually in uh, London. And um, and the big thing about this game was Troy Smith. He comes out, and my barber's been telling me, uh, Brad has been telling me for the longest, Troy Smith was the guy that needs to start. And he comes out and has a big game. So, you know, I had to hear it today when I went to the barbershop about that. Uh, Kyle Orton still putting up big numbers, 369 yards passing, one TD, although they're not getting the win. Uh, the the Broncos are proving out to be one of the, the worst teams in the AFC by record alone. So we'll see what happens. But then they start out 6-0 and last season, and now they're 2-6. So we'll see what happens with the Broncos. Now the uh, Chargers beat the Titans 33-25. Vince Young had a decent game, 253 yards passing, two TDs. Um, and then Phillip Rivers, of course, he keeps lighting things up. Antonio Gates is leading the league in touchdown passes, or touchdown catches. And Rivers had 305 yards, two touchdowns. So that that train keeps rolling in in uh, San Diego. They're three and five right now. Titans are five and three, so trying to make up some ground. And the Raiders uh, continue their offensive onslaught, thirty-three to three, against the Seahawks. Now the defense is starting to step uh, step up right now for the Raiders. They're, they're shutting people out. Uh, Campbell goes for three hundred and ten yards and two touchdowns. Um, and also McFadden, his resurgence continues. Had one hundred eleven yards uh, rushing. Uh, so McFadden is proving to everyone that he can play football in the NFL. Uh, the Patriots and the Vikings, we're going to talk a little bit about that game too. Patriots go 28-18 uh, to 18 and beat the Vikings, a game we talked about where Randy Moss had his last game as a Viking. Uh, Tom Brady had another big game. I knew they were going to try to prove something to everyone that the ship still rolls on uh, without Randy Moss. The Buccaneers beat the Cardinals in a real good game. Uh, but Gary Blunt had the, the big run, 120 yards rushing in this game. The Saints beat the Steelers at home on the Halloween night game. Um, and this game here, I thought the Steelers would actually win. The defense kind of uh, let them off the hook a little bit. And uh, they had a big second-half uh, drive by the Saints to put them past the Steelers because uh, the Steelers couldn't stop them. And the Colts win on Monday night against the Texans, 30-17. to um, in a rematch of a game from the, from week one that the Texans actually won. And Peyton Manning, of course, had 268 yards, two touchdowns, and they just picked that Texans defense apart. They couldn't do anything about the pass, so that kind of did them in. And let's go back a little bit, Royce, to that uh, Patriots and Vikings game, since that was Randy Moss's last game as a, um, as a Viking. And I want to bring in another contributor to the show, Rick, I want to welcome uh, Rick on the show because, Rick, I know you got some comments about this whole uh, Randy Moss deal and him getting waived this week. Uh, what, what was your initial reaction when you heard the news? Uh, uh, really, I was just surprised. Like, you know, once I heard about it, I really couldn't believe it happened because it really the situation just doesn't really make any sense to me. I mean, because essentially you're just giving up a third-round pick for nothing. You know, so it really didn't make sense, you know, 
you know, then I got to thinking, was it something that he said in the locker room or was him and the coach having a rift or whatever? And, you know, you never know what comes out of that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's it's a surprise to me, period. I can't believe they did it. I think they're stupid for it. Now, have you heard the story that came out today about something that happened in the locker room uh, Tuesday with the uh, caterer? No, I haven't heard anything about a caterer yet. Well, here's what. Let me just update you real quick. We broke this story at the beginning of the show, but apparently a, a caterer by the name of Gus Tanucci uh, was catering for the team on Tuesday. Uh, Minnesota restaurant was catering. Brought in a big buffet for the guys to have at the practice. Uh, the guys were lining up to eat, and Randy Moss made some comments. He basically said, what the bleep is this? I wouldn't feed this to my dog and started belittling the caterer in front of everybody. And apparently uh, somebody on the team made a comment to Yahoo Sports about this happening. So everybody on the team was upset at Randy. He was trying to alienate himself in the locker room. Uh, Brett Favre was visibly upset with Randy when he made these comments and belittled the guy. And now they got these stories coming out like, you know, Randy was this and he did this to himself. And now we let him go because of his comments after the game because he got mad at a caterer which I had to call foul. I had to call BS on that. I think all those guys in the locker room, if you feel like that, you need to grow some, grow a pair, because no way you let a guy go with that caliber of a yelling at a caterer, a guy that doesn't even do that with you on Sunday. If it's going to be a problem like that, somebody in the locker room should have said something to them, and, you know, if they had that kind of a problem. But I don't think that's no reason to to cut somebody, you know, maybe looking for a reason. Now, that doesn't put it past me for Randy saying that. If he did, but I can I can see Randy saying something like that, whether he's serious or joking. It wouldn't surprise me if Randy was to do that, you know, and it could have been a situation where he's trying to whisper, really, and, you know, he's talking too loud. You know, yeah. ain't no telling with that, that story. That could have been anything, man. And who's to say it's even true anyway? So this guy, Gus, the runner of the restaurant, gets his little 15 minutes of fame today. He's on ESPN Sports Center giving an interview. Wow. About how, yeah, I think far with a – threw a football at his head if he had the chance to. He was really disrespectful. And all the guys on the team loved the meal, and he was the only one that had a problem. And, and Chris, I want to get your comments on this too, man. I mean, what do you, first of all, what do you think about Randy Moss getting waived by the Minnesota Vikings and this, this whole fiasco, this stuff about, you know, this restaurant caterer and all this crap that Minnesota's trying to put out there to the public? I, I don't know, man. I think uh... – you know, coach is getting old or something, man. I mean, he, he just—it just wasn't a smart decision to cut. You know, Randy Moss for whatever reason. I mean, if y'all can't work it out, then you know, I mean, finish up the season and you can trade him or something like that. But just to cut him and send him at the house and just let him get free grabs of anybody else, you know, I—I I, I mean, I don't know. You know, just in the outcome, we'll see where he ends up at. I guess you know, we'll see who has the last laugh. Really, you know what I mean? I mean, it's just. Sit back and watch the show for right now. And Rick, do you have any comments as far as where you think Randy Moss will land? I, I think he'll land in either St. Louis or Seattle. And I think St. Louis because they need a uh, wide receiver. They had three of their wide receivers go down. St. Uh, Seattle because I don't think they could pass that guy up. Number one. And I, I brought the story out today that Jeff Fisher came out and said that if he ends up making it all the way to Tennessee, that they're going to take him. He's already had players beating on his door sending them text messages, calling them at home, saying, hey, you better get Randy if you can, since they lost uh, Kenny Britt this last uh, this past weekend, too. 
Well, what do you think Randy Man, Moss end up at? I tell you what, if that would be a hell of a pickup for the Titans if the Titans get they position themselves to pick him up. I wouldn't pass on him. I can't see him, you know, falling all the way to the Titans. I'm sure somebody will pick him up. That'd actually be a pretty good look for Sam Bradford too. You can always right. use a receiver, you know, and then, and Randy's still a good receiver. I don't care what nobody say, you know. Uh, but, you know, Randy need to go ahead and get out there and, and do what he do, you know, and stop with, you know, if it look – don't even let it look like you quit no plays, anything like that. He needs to just need to go out there and go hard like he always do. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was just happy in New England, man. It, it wouldn't surprise it wouldn't surprise me if he ended up in New England for less money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And England's got the last um, – they have the last chance to claim them on waivers because the way it works, they go from the the, the worst teams up to the top teams. Uh, so England has the last chance to Now, that would be really ironic. I would have to think that Belichick's pulling something together if he ends up back in uh, New England once again. I mean, he goes, he plays the Jets the first game. He goes against them, then he wrecks the Minnesota Vikings, and now he's back with the Patriots. I had to call something on that. You know how Belichick mind works. <laughs> hey, man, what, what, are you, what are you insinuating there, man? Hey, man, I'm not insinuating nothing right now, Chris, because it ain't happening. I ain't insinuating nothing right now because it ain't happening. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Is, is, he, is, he, is he cheating the game once again? Is that what you're saying? Possibly? Hey, hey, I'm just I'm not insinuating anything because mm-hmm. it ain't happened yet. <laughs> It ain't happening. Hey man, well you know what? Anything. It's it's chess, not checkers, man. You know what I mean? Any any knucklehead can win a checkers, man. It take a take a real genius to win a chess, man. Everybody can't play chess. Everybody can't sit down and play a game of chess, man. Everybody and mama can play a game of checkers, man. Everybody can't play chess. Man. <laughs> now, uh, before we get now, let's go ahead and get to the last update, last score that we uh, didn't get a chance to go over, and that's with our. One and six Cowboys that get stumped by the Jaguars, thirty-five to seventeen. Oh. It really wasn't even even that wow. close uh, at all. Uh, Kenneth went for three hundred seventy-nine yards, and and tell me how familiar this sounds, guys. Three hundred seventy-nine yards, one touchdown. I mean, this sounds like Romo's numbers uh, all season long. He did have four picks. Three of those picks I had to give to the receivers because they really did have tip balls or drop balls. They caused uh, interceptions. He had one that he really threw as an interception as far as how I felt. But David Gerard, it made him look like uh, the next coming of uh, Joe Montana has the best game any quarterback has ever had against the Cowboy team from the start of the Cowboys, had five total touchdowns, four passing and one rushing. I mean, if you had this guy on your fantasy team, you won and you won big, I guarantee you. 260 yards, uh, threw for four, ran for one. And and really this whole team, the offense, I mean, Kenner did whatever Romo was going to do, although they couldn't score. Same issues they've always had is the red zone. They can't get in the touchdown from the red zone. And then, of course, the defense that's led by the head coach, Wade Phillips, didn't do anything. They couldn't stop anybody. They couldn't stop the Jacksonville Jaguars. I understand they couldn't stop David Gerrard. He played way better quarterbacks than that. And got to play way better quarterbacks than that for the rest of the season. And, I mean, I, I'm really just disgusted. I'm really so, more so mad at Jerry than anybody else because, Jerry, you're letting this fiasco go on. This guy, Wade Fields, went on the press conference after the game and begged to be fired. He said, I'm lost. 
I don't know what to do. I don't know how to motivate the players. I don't know who to play. He's begging you to shoot him. He's begging you to fire him, and you letting this fiasco go on and on and on and on. Hurry up and fire this dude. Put Jason Garrett in. Let the world see how bad he is as a coach, if he's going to be a bad coach. You're paying him all the money. Let him take over the team and see what he's going to do. Now's the time to really see what he's going to do. You can't wait until next season. You put him in there now and see what he's going to do. But get rid of Wade. Wade is begging you to be fired. He don't know what to do. Well, I, I, act like they quit on Sunday. Well, I, th- I think it's a testament, man, as to the elements that you have in there and the structural foundation that you have. I mean, here it is. Kid is putting in the same numbers as Romo. But the system doesn't work, you know what I mean? Like it was that last show a couple of shows ago, the uh the Frankenstein Frankenstein monster, it's a Frankenstein tank. I mean it's just you know, you you, you got replacement parts and you patch it up, but here it is, he puts he goes in there and does the same thing Romo does and they have the same result. All those yards and I just I don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. I mean it's just just don't make sense. I mean the whole structure just needs to be you know, as that saying is, uh, destroy and rebuild. Just destroy and rebuild, man. Destroy and rebuild. Now, at this point, you have I mean, to I know, I know you are, I know you're a Cowboy fan, just like I am. And you're gonna watch the Cowboy game, no matter who they're playing or how bad they are, how good they are. I know you're gonna be there for them. But after hearing those comments from way after the game and watching that performance on Sunday, I know you gotta feel just like I'm feeling right now. Man, uh, that's the worst I've ever seen a Cowboys defense play ever as far back as I can remember. I, I really don't understand how they went out to perform that way. I don't know if they even tried to sabotage Wade Phillips or something, man. I don't, Wade Phillips is lost. The defense is lost. The offense is lost. Everybody out there lost. The only person that can actually stop this madness is Jerry Jones, and he ain't going to be able to do it this year. It's not going to happen. Wade Phillips is a puppet pretty much for the rest of the season. Even if they let him go right now, the way the defense played on Sunday, man, it can't get no worse than that. I don't care who calling the defense. I mean, it was it was pitiful. It was pitiful out there. I couldn't believe that they actually went out there and played. Now, to be honest with you, I don't think John Kidna played a bad football game. No, no, not at all. I expected expected him to go out there and throw one interception, but he threw two interceptions. That was my opinion. But uh, one of those was called by Miles Austin, and the other was Felix Jones. Without question, that was their fault. You know, the one off Roy Williams' hand, he threw it behind him a little bit, you know. But I actually thought that was a bad call on the referee to say you won't because the ball hit the ground. You know, but – True. That's just the way it bounces. When it happened for them, they took advantage of it. They went out there and kept shredding our defense. Period. Way I, I don't understand. I, I don't understand why you cowboy fans can't realize that this is just not a good team. I mean, every week is excuse, excuse, excuse. Way Way Phillips doesn't play the game. The players play the game, and I know Jason Garrett called the plays. So a lot of blames on him, but y'all have to realize that this is not a very good team at all. That's true, no, what you said. Not at all. They're not, not at all. a good team. They have good players. They're not a good team. They are not. They're not in sync out there. They're not in sync out there. 
you know, and they nobody has just stepped up as a leader out there. I mean, the Cowboys really have issues right now. They really do. Yeah, I, I agree with that point. My my thing is like like you said, I've never seen a defense play like that. They, they play with no heart. They weren't tackling guys. They weren't trying to stop guys. The secondary wasn't doing anything. Of course, we said that before. But really, the linebackers got exposed in coverage, trying to cover Mercedes Lewis. He had two touchdowns, and one of the touchdowns was the longest touchdown so far in the Jaguars' um, uh, season uh, that he had. I mean, that's that's saying a lot for a tight end to have your longest. Uh, touchdown, and he got caught in coverage. Brady James gave up one, and Keith Brooken gave up a touchdown. But uh, at this Bad point, you know, and here, here's the thing that bothers me the most, Rick, and why I think they need to go ahead and fire him now, because it's going to get worse. It's actually going to get worse if it can get worse, because you got to go up against Peyton Manning. you got to go up against some of the better quarterbacks in the league, and if David Gerard is going to shred you for four passing and one rushing, Imagine what's going to happen when Drew Brees comes in here on Thanksgiving or when we have to go play uh, Indianapolis in Indianapolis or we have to go play Michael Vick. What's Michael Vick going to do if David Gerard can rush for one and throw for four? And that's what really bothers me is why not do it you now? Never know what they gonna, you never know what they're going to do. You never know which one of them teams is going to show up, man. <laughs> that's what we've been saying. Go out there and do anything. What do you mean what team is going to show up? Now that it's up? It, don't, it don't mean nothing no more. You know, there ain't no telling what they'll do. That, it could be a spark if they, they went ahead and fired away Phillips. You know, but it don't matter. They, they, they don't need to be they in gonna do exactly. They're going to do exactly what they've been doing. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. what they've been doing. Which we've been saying since the first week. It's the same thing. It's the the same game. thing every week. I hate. I, you know what? Y'all even making me sound like a broken record every week. Telling y'all that y'all saying the same thing every week. You know, instead of starting taping comments of like coaches and players after the game, why don't y'all take y'all comments from like previous shows? Because you, you got the same thing you've been saying every week. You know, they're just not a good team, man. I, I say. Right now, pick y'all another squad because them ain't it right now. They're going to be a few years before they get back. And as long as they got the same elements in their camp, you might as well pick you another team, man, because it ain't happening. Nah, it's, it's wild to die with them. I'm going to pick them every week. Straight up. You wouldn't last in Vegas with that attitude. Well, wait, Chris, hey, what you got? You have to respect. Chris, you Chris, you have to respect you have to respect the ride or die fan. Point blank, period. I mean, if you're gonna stick with your team, you're gonna stick with your team. Now, Royce, you're gonna make some comments about the Cowboys. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say that you know y'all say which team gonna show up. I know what team been showing up. That's the team you got. It ain't which Cowboy team gonna show up. You gonna get it is what it is. You got what you got, and that's who they are, and that's what team that shows up every Sunday. It ain't a different player. It's the same team every week. So don't give me that which team going to show up. It's the team you got, a one and now, six team. Now, speaking about speaking about uh, Jerry, let's talk a little bit about what Jerry's doing because I am, like I said, I'm upset with Jerry right now because of what, the fiasco that's going on. But but I'm even more maybe upset with the fact that Jerry comes out and apologizes to the fans for the one and six start. I mean, he apologized for us having to sit through that game and watch that game. I think Jerry was really, really hurt, Rick, when he looked out there in the stadium and saw people leaving. He saw people with bags on their heads. 
uh, had saw a sign being shown on TV that said, Cowboys, hurry up, we got to go to the Ranger game. You know, I, I think I think they really touched Jerry in a way that he ain't been touched before since they went one and fifteen when he first bought the team. Because I mean that that was sad, man. That was sad. He came out and apologized to the fan. I've never seen Jerry act like that. He should you know have. What? You know what? That's a good look on Jerry. Jerry ain't doing nothing, but that's the marketing machine right there. He finna get some people, some of them fans out there is gonna be like, yeah, for real. All right, I, I, I know what you mean, man. You know what I'm saying? But go on, scrap this thing and move on over or whatever, and they're going to side with Jerry. I promise you they will. That's the marketing machine right there. Jerry know what he's doing, man. Sympathy counts with America, man. You know how they go. Jerry took his eye off the ball when he got that stadium. He was more focused on having the Super Bowl here, which he thought automatically his team was going to be in it. They yeah. took his eye off the ball really? and took him all around the country practicing, you know, built up to the, the Cowboys this year. They got a, a ranking of being the best team. And he, he took his eye I think they all took their eye off of it. Yeah. The job is nowhere for spring training. That's simply put. I agree with that. He went out and marketed that machine right there. He went on and he did that. He took the Cowboys on a tour. Yeah, he did before the season started. Chris, you gonna say something about what Jerry may have said and and the reaction for the fans at the game on Sunday? Ah, uh, you know what? I, I I'm I'm sorry for Jerry. Y'all gonna kill Jerry, man. Y'all gonna give Jerry a coronary, man. Y'all gonna put Jerry in the hospital, man. Why are y'all doing that to old man, man? He's good to y'all, man. He pay y'all more money than anybody out there than any. Nobody else in his position is going to pay y'all. You know what I mean? Y'all going y'all, y'all to kill Jerry, man. Y'all, man, y'all hurt Jerry Hart, man. Y'all like a, uh, 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 what, like a bad child or something, black sheep or something. You, know? yeah. you send him to boarding school, you give him all the cars and everything else, but he still just, he just uh, screw up. And then there was. I feel sorry for him. You see? <laughs> Jerry already got him one. You see what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. But I, I love Jerry, though, man. I love Jerry. Like honestly, Good man. Point. Honestly, like I, I have, I have a couple of memorabilia, like you know, displayed in my house. You know, got like a Mavericks jersey sign. What now? I want a football signed by Jerry Jones. You know what I mean? I love Jerry. I can care less than any of the rest of the Cowboys sign. I just want Jerry sign. Honestly, you know what I'm saying? Big money Jerry, you know what I mean? Hey, to Chris, big money Jerry, you know what I mean? So I don't like, I, I don't know, man. Jerry, y'all gonna kill Jerry, man. Y'all, why y'all putting Jerry through that, man? Jerry's good to y'all. Jerry's good to y'all. Y'all like Jerry's like Jerry's like the granddaddy who always send money and got like all the inheritance that everybody don't have to work, but you don't even go see him. Well, that's one. I mean, that's yeah, one way to put it, man. That's one. But the thing also is, that granddaddy that's gonna come and see you just a little bit too much. <laughs> that's <laughs> Jerry. Jerry need to sit back. But, just you, know, but you know what? That's because he's paying for you. As far as Jerry's concerned, everybody, everybody's paid for. Like I like to call, it, they pay for. They ain't going to where they pay for. I pay for. They mine. They working though. They working. Yeah. That's a job for them. right. Right. Now, let me ask you this, Rick. Now, I'm I'm worried that this is going to get worse. I'm worried when it happens when another quarterback of a higher caliber 
Not to take anything away from what Gerard did on Sunday, but he had a, he had his best game ever on Sunday. But I mean, do you think it's gonna get worse? Do you, do you see this team winning any games this season? What games do you think they're gonna win? I'm gonna tell you like this: I really don't. I can't see it getting no better right now. I can't see it getting no better. But I am who I am, man. Every time I see them step on the field, I feel like they got a chance to win. You got to show me that you're not. Show me that you're not going to win. I, I got a one in a million shot of winning a lot of too. But I, like feel Jerry, I, I will say this about Jerry. Jerry is from the old school, and he did it in the past that you could buy a championship. You know, like New York did for years, and even New York got knocked out. That doesn't work anymore. You got to build a championship. That's real. Build it. Right. I, I believe that. I'm real with that. But we're gonna we're gonna continue to cover the Cowboys and talk about the Cowboys stuff as well too. If you guys missed the earlier part of the show, we did announce that we will be fully covering the Mavs. We were in the locker room this past Friday. We'll be back in the locker room. Uh, this Saturday, we're actually going to broadcast live uh, from the arena. Uh, so we want to definitely get you guys on board with that. So stay in contact with the show at rfsportsradio.blogspot.com and follow our Twitter feed at twitter.com slash rfsportsradio because you'll be getting live up to many updates courtesy of SenseCast, a new network that's picking up the show. Uh, so we want to thank them for coming on board as well, too. I'm going to play a little bit more audio that we picked up from Friday. If you guys want to hear more of the post-game show from the Friday night's game, we did a show this past Saturday with the Mavs post-game where I played all the audio I got from the locker room and from the press conference. So I'm going to play a little bit more of that so you guys get a feel of what we're going to be offering on the show from now, especially on the Mavs. And this is some of Dirk's comments after the, uh, after the loss to the Memphis Grizzlies by one point. He didn't get a chance to shoot the ball. They were trying to inbound the ball to him and get the ball to him. He didn't, he didn't even touch the ball. So we have a little comments from Dirk real quick. And this is just raw audio uh, that we have of Dirk and some of his comments from uh, from the locker room real quick here. So this is some of Dirk's comments here. Bad execution down stretch, really. I mean, we had enough chances. Uh, got a big stop there when Tyson had the block. Uh, pushed it the other way. Turned the ball over right there. Up one. I had a chance to go up three or even up four. So that was a bad turnover. Uh, and then at the end, uh, gave up that offensive rebound to Gazzol. Then we didn't even get out. I mean, we have six seconds. We're down one. Six seconds is, is forever in basketball. And we, we didn't even get one look up. I mean, it was just bad, bad execution down the stretch. We did everything wrong. What we could have went wrong. Um, so just just a bad, terrible loss. We're basically up all game. We hold them to under 40% shooting. We were basically shooting over 50% all game long. So that's, that's just a game we got to win. Bottom line. Tyson was saying things sometimes might be that there's too much unselfishness that you, know, you guys are going out of your way to try to move the ball. And do you see anything to that? Yeah, I mean, we're trying to play off each other. And uh, Jet was trying to give me the ball with six seconds to go there. I popped the other way, which probably shouldn't happen. 
around, was trying to give the ball up to Jed on the break, uh, and Conley sniffed it out, got in between there. So, yeah, just, uh, you know, Turner was really hurt us already in the first night uh, when we should have ran uh, away with that lead a lot quicker than we did against Charlotte. Uh, Turner was hurt us again tonight, um, so it's something we need to address. And those were some of uh, Dirk's comments after the game. But we got the audio live from the uh, locker room. I was in the locker room talking to a lot of players. I talked to Tyson Chandler, Jason Kidd, Jet Terry, and, of course, you heard the uh, Rick Carlisle audio earlier in the show. Um, so we would definitely be bringing you a lot more of that. We'll be covering more in depth. Uh, the Dallas Mavs this season with the help of the uh, Mavs staff. I want to thank um, Scott Tomlin with the Mavs for welcoming the show on board so we can get more live coverage of the Mavs and stuff as well, too. Uh, Rick, while I got you on, though, man, I want to ask you a little bit about what you've seen so far in the in the NBA. Uh, we went over some of the uh, standings for the Eastern and the Western Conference. Right now the the Hawks are at the top of the Eastern Conference. They're 4-0. Um, of course, the um, Heat are 4-1. And then, of course, the top of the uh, Western Conference, you had New Orleans Hornets who are undefeated. And also the um, the L.A. Lakers are undefeated as well, too. And Dallas is right there at two and one. But so far, from what you've seen, whether you watched any games or seen anything, uh, what team is looking like they may may be a surprise team this season? Well, if it's going to be a surprise team, um, you know, New Orleans is not looking bad right now. You know, I don't think they have you know a whole lot of pieces out there. You know, other than than Chris Paul. I mean, I think David West is okay. You know, he's solid, but. You know, the way they've been looking, you know, of course they have to sustain that, you know, for an entire season, and we only talk about a few games right now, you know. But just the way things are looking, it would have to be in New Orleans or Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City, I think, you know, haven't just been winning like that, but they've been they've been playing some really good games, and Kevin Durant is just something else to, to, to watch out there. I'm not surprised by what L.A. is doing, and I'm not surprised by what the Heat is doing right now. Yeah, matter of fact, Oklahoma City right now is two and one. Also, uh, they kind of bunched up at two and one right now. Even Golden State, San Antonio, Denver—they're all two and one as well. Uh, have you got a chance to watch any Mavs play? Do you see anything like in the Mavs? Uh, the integration of Tyson Chandler, uh, Dominique Jones well, I mean, I- getting a little minutes, although he hasn't been scoring. Well, Dominique Jones has been playing some pretty solid defense the times that he's been been out there. He hasn't been getting just a whole lot of minutes, you know. Excuse me, but he's he's been doing pretty good. I'm I like what the Mavs are doing. You know, that was a bad loss for them against uh, Memphis, but then that's that's gonna happen. It's an 82 game season, and you know that's a loss they shouldn't have, but it's one they're gonna have to live with, and it's gonna be a few more of them this season too. You know, that's gonna hurt like that. You know, to some inferior teams, but you know the Mavs have been pretty solid. Their defense has been nice. You know, even though they lost, you know, they their defense has been out there, you know, they've been putting it down. You know, I, I really like what the Mavs are doing right now. It wouldn't surprise me if they go deep into it. Good, good. I I feel the same way. And it was really good to see them um see them uh, play with a lot more defense with Tyson Chandler in there as well, blocking shots and creating some problems down low. Uh though the the centers like Carlisle said are not scoring any points right now. But it's not part of their offense. Uh, they they don't funnel the ball through the through the center position. They will go to dirt, but they won't go down low, uh, look for any points. So, uh, Royce, do you have any final comments? Anything you want to bring up as far as what 
the big story this week from the Rangers losing to Randy Moss getting waived to the start of the NBA season. I mean, McNabb getting benched. you want to give any other comments or any other stories? Well, right now, I'm kind of like the weather right now, rain and cool. So I'm just waiting for the sun to come out tomorrow. Tomorrow's a new day, new story, new uh, sports story. So I'm just looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah, I'm feeling the same way. Rick, while I got you, I didn't ask you this, but how do you feel about McNabb getting benched in the last two minutes for Rex Grossman after McNabb apparently had cardiovascular (laughs) issues keeping him from running a two-minute drill and Rex Grossman giving him a better chance to win? Well, I mean, you know, I respect what Shanahan is going to do out there at any given time during the game. You know, I really have no problem with what he did, you know, uh, Courtney, you know that that's through that man's eyes. What he saw, you know, other people can't see it like that. You know, so I don't really have a problem with the bench. And the problem that I have is the stuff that came out afterwards. You know, the excuses that the reasons that was given why he was benched. You know, right. if he's benched, you know, and it comes out because he really couldn't grasp the two minute offense or whatever that situation is, that's Shanahan's problem. Shanahan, right. that's his fault. Shanahan should have right. got that together, you know, early in training camp. You know, right. that's something that I would blame Shanahan for. So if he was to bring him out, you know, I can I can respect that. I don't, you know, I don't have any problem with that. It's just the aftermath afterwards. That's my issue. Yeah, I, I, I think he wanted to start McNabb. I think he had no choice because he got McNabb first before Shanahan became coach. Actually, the uh, – uh, Snyder made him the quarterback, so I think well, if he had yeah. had a start, he went the other way. I think I think we'll get into a lot more of that as the uh, stories starts to come out. And so, don't miss the uh, show next week. You guys can always stay in contact with us at rsportsradio.blogspot.com. Follow us on our uh, network, Blog Talk Radio slash uh, Blog Talk Radio dot com slash rsports. Uh, stay in contact with us on our SenseCast by following our Twitter feed at twitter.com slash rfsportsradio. And, of course, you can always email the show at rfsportsradio at gmail.com. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Uh, I want to let everyone know that last month alone we had over 650 downloads of our show last month. So hats off to everyone involved. Royce, you definitely. Ricky, for contributing to the show, man. I thank you a lot for being a part of the show. And don't forget, next on, on Thursday, our next show, we do all of our world-famous picks. Rick, you did win this week. You went 9-4. Me and Royce went 8-5, and five, so we got to redeem ourselves next week. But thank you all for tuning right in. We'll see you guys on Thursday at 9.30 to 11. And I'll see you guys next uh, next see you guys Thursday live from the RF Sports Radio Show. All right. Good night, fellas. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.